0: This week on uh, Sportsmanlike Conduct, we're going to do a lot of Lions talk. They just came off that big Philadelphia win, and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are coming to Ford Field. Welcome to Like Conduct. I'm your host, Andrew Loveland, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jack Crum. How is it going?
1: Oh, it's going good. You know, I'm just... Uh... I'm preparing for the inevitable Lions versus Chiefs. I'm getting hyped for it.
0: Yeah, I wish um, the Browns had their opportunity last weekend. They played pretty well. I'm still, like, my ears are still ringing from yelling at Freddie Kitchens. (laughs) You know, how does Odell not get a target in the red zone? And how, like, I don't know, just run it with Nick Chubb on first or second down. You got all your timeouts. I'm still perplexed by it. Like, it was one of those games where it's like, I don't think they're going to win, but yeah. now we have a chance to win, so let's try and win. I but. mean, that
1: HB draw <laughs> with Nick Chubb I just, on fourth down and eight.
0: You can't do anything but laugh about it. I mean, it's just, it... did
1: Freddie Kitchens know it was fourth down? <laughs> like, legitimately, did he know it was fourth down, or did he think it was, like, yeah. second or third down? I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. If, if he continues this, I don't think the Browns are built – like locker room-wise, to deal with losing, and I think he's going to be on his way out if he can't figure it yeah, out. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think he'll have to give up play calling first, but uh, I just don't I don't know if they'll actually fire Kitchens after one year because the Haslams are kind of in hot water themselves. But it's like, I forget what the movie was called, but it was like a sports spoof movie where the head coach only called plays off of Madden, and that's kind of <laughs> how I feel Freddie Kitchen does. Like He's just like, oh, fourth and ten, four verts. Let's go. It doesn't work. He literally exactly ran four yeah. It's Like the little running back came under, and everyone <laughs> else ran into each other. And you're like, I recognize that play. It barely works in Madden. It's not going to work on the Rams.
1: I mean, I don't think even Ask Madden <laughs> on, under the suggestions would would do the HB draw. No matter how much you look down, but. Um... Yeah, man, I don't know what's up with the Browns. Yeah, but... we'll see
0: if they can turn around. They're only one and two. Only, they yeah, have a exactly. big matchup with the Ravens, so they if they win that, everything turns because now they're third, tied. And, more weeks. They're tied up top with the Ravens and mm-hmm. all that. But yeah, so let's move on. Let's look at that big matchup: Kansas City coming to Detroit, Ford Field this weekend. What are I, I your mean, thoughts?
1: I dig it, man. I think that uh, I think it's gonna be a great game. Um, a lot of people are writing off the Lions already, though, um, which isn't that all that surprising. I mean, people are still, you know, and honestly, I wouldn't buy in either, not yet. Um, if they, I'll tell you what, though, if they end up winning this game against the Chiefs, I'm going to come in here next week and, stay, and say a lot of stupid stuff into this microphone. I mean, but looking at the matchup, I mean, the Chiefs are favored, obviously. Um, but the Lions, man, you got to look at their, especially their defense, And a little bit of their offense, too. It's kind of coming together for Matt Patricia. I mean, you look at last week against the Eagles. uh, Given it was against an injured um, Eagles offensive line, but Trey Flowers, eight tackles and six quarterback pressures, that's pretty impressive from your big-name free agent. You're
0: finally getting your money's worth kind of after Mm -hmm. two weeks of, eh, and now here comes
1: Flowers. And then you also look at Jared Davis. He had six tackles, one forced fumble in his first game back. And for me, that's huge, especially, you know, you kind of expect someone that hasn't played since, I think it was the second or third preseason game, to kind of have a little bit of rust. But he came out there, he did what he was supposed to, and I think the, I think it's only going to get better from here.
0: Yeah, so I think the line was at, what, six, six yep. points for the Chiefs? Yep. I think I'd definitely take the Chiefs and the points on that. I think the Chiefs are gonna probably win somewhere between ten and fourteen points. Like I think the Lions will put up a fight, but I don't necessarily know if it's gonna be come down to the last second yeah. Mahomes throws across the field. Cause I think the problem is Mahomes is so good. I thought Mahomes was going to regress. I think we talked about it, like how can he I mean, how can he go? Season. Yeah, how can he go fifty touchdowns yeah. again? I mean, he's really good, so it's kinda like he's not gonna throw less than thirty five, but now you're kinda at the point where like now do we just assume See, is there another level of Patrick Mahomes where like we haven't even gotten mm-hmm. to 60 touchdowns? Is that in in that would be just no? unheard like, of, man. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's kind of crazy to think about cuz 2000, I think it was 8 or 7, you've Tom Brady who threw 50, and that yeah. was an NFL record and everyone was losing their minds. That wasn't topped until Pete Manning topped that in um, what year did he topped that in 2013, 14, yeah, somewhere on the Broncos. Yeah, it was one of the
0: first Broncos years.
1: Yeah, so it would have been 2013 then. I think
0: it was actually the year that they made it to the Super yeah. Bowl and then just got, and then got erased absolutely waxed. by the yeah. by the LOB and So Seattle. yeah,
1: then he topped that, I think, by one or two. Yeah. I think he had 52 touchdown passes that year. And that was just incredible. And then you got Patrick Mahomes just absolutely blowing up the door. Yeah. <laughs> just just walking right through. And I mean, if he can top that again, man, I know the NFL doesn't like to do it, but I don't see how you don't give him a consecutive MVP award in back-to-back years, like, it's just unheard of what he's yeah. doing.
0: Well, I think the biggest thing is, at this point, the MVP is just best quarterback. Like, let's I mean, just call yeah. it what it is. Exactly. It's unfortunate. Like, you know, Ezekiel Elliott was by far the best player on that Dallas Easily. roster. And then Dak Prescott, I believe he won Rookie of the Year and got MVP considerations that year. And it's like, you know, so if if Zeke Elliott can't get it, I don't see how another, you know, unless, like, Khalil Mack or somebody else like a JJ Watt or who knows has like an absolutely tremendous season. I just don't see how another non quarterback could win it. So then when you're looking at that, I think for a while we're gonna see Patrick yeah. Mahomes posting yeah. <clears throat> insane numbers and until somebody Deshaun Watson is a name that comes to mind, you know, you've got yeah. some other younger guys. you got who, some
1: talented. I mean, it's a whole new era of yeah. younger quarterbacks, Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes. Possibility, maybe Gardner Minshew if he continues. I mean, it's an under twenty five kind of kind of rush right now. I mean, I kind of yeah. like it. At the same time, it's kind of sad because all the guys I grew up watching
0: are kind of walking Dimes. out the door. Yeah,
1: Danny Dimes, man. I loved the pick when they when they took him. I watched him at Duke, Daniel Jones, and I actually really you have liked it. Man, to be the it, one
0: person that watched him at Duke. I mean, <laughs> you,
1: you Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay. <laughs> I I watched him in his bowl game. And I was really impressed with him that he threw like four or five touchdown passes, great reads. But I mean, I love the pick when they took it. I mean, but this guy just more relentless than Kristaps Porzingis when the when the Giants drafted him and or when the Knicks drafted uh Porzingis. Because when the Giants drafted Jones, it was just relentless booing, man. Like, and like, you know, the newspapers were coming out the next day. Like, who who is this? You know, they did it again. Who, you know, EY Manning, 2.0. But what's wrong with an Eli Manning 2.0, man? I mean,
0: two so, touchdowns or two Super Bowls doesn't sound too bad. I think the biggest problem with um, like the whole Daniel Jones thing is I agree. It's kind of funny now. Like I was listening to a Francesa clip where he <laughs> talks about how – It's like six months ago. He's like, Daniel Jones has absolutely no arm. I know this for a fact. And then like this week, he's talking about we all knew he had an arm. And I had to laugh at that. I mean, I was among the people people, saying, you know, I don't think it's a good pick. Yeah. Um. But and I think we still it's one game, so Mm -hmm. let's 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 temper expectations about about how good he can be. But I think we again now you kind of have to acknowledge like maybe. Just maybe David Gettleman knew kind of what he was doing.
1: I mean, no madman does anything without a plan in mind, given most of the time it doesn't work out. But for, for most of the time, you got to kind of hold your breath and see how it plays out. Like, I mean, John Gruden, right? We all give him a ton of crap for um, selling off Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper, and he deserves most of it. But, I mean, you can't really say that until his plan has come, you know, through and full through. Circle. Exactly. Same with Dave Gettleman. You, I mean, Giants fans and New Yorkers in general are very unpatient people. Yeah,
0: So you got to kind of give it time and see how it all plays out. So the only thing that I think you still have to look at with uh, Daniel Jones is, so they got him with a sixth pick. You, you really think that at 17 he would still? He
1: definitely would have not been there.
0: You don't think he would have no. been there? Who do you I... think takes him if? the giants don't
1: I think 100% I think that the Broncos would have taken him um at 10 and then besides that I mean I feel like other teams might have traded into the top 10 I just don't believe that he would have fallen that far and I I don't know man I don't think he I don't think Gettleman would have taken him that high up if he didn't think that someone else would have taken him yeah I
0: I'm still not ready to trust Dave Gettleman as someone who knows what he's doing. I mean, the guy <laughs> cut Josh Norman in his prime for no reason. Yeah. Like, Norman was getting ready to sign the the franchise tender, and he just pulled it. Yeah. So, like, Dave Gettleman hasn't proven to me yeah. that he can 100% execute a plan, because I think that was part of Carolina's downfall, is, you know, cutting exactly. some of those players. But we'll see. Like, he's definitely not as bad as everyone. Yeah. everyone thought he was. But... Now you kind of also then like, aside from that pick, wouldn't it be nice if you're a, a young rookie quarterback to have a weapon like uh, I don't know, let's one of the top receivers in the league, Odell Beckham for yeah. say, like that might be nice to throw too.
1: Oh yeah, completely. <laughs> and I I still don't know too much about the why he traded away Odell. I mean, people say he's a diva, but then you look at someone like Antonio Brown and you change your whole perspective on what a diva is. And I mean. Odell is still, you know, the watch thing. You know, he's been yeah. wearing watches during games. But for the
0: most part, I mean, he's well, been pretty quiet this year. Yeah, and he wore the watch during the first game, made a big deal about it, and then wore it during warm-ups of game two, and then he hasn't worn it yeah. on field since. So, like, so it's kind of like, you know. Honestly, as a Browns fan, if the worst thing Odell does all season long on or off the field is wear a watch, that, I mean, it's just. I could care less.
1: And a lot of the times, I mean, be, people blow things out of proportion. Yeah. Like, I don't think that Odell was like an evil character in New York, like by mm-hmm. any standard. I mean, he did a couple things that were like questionable, like kicking a a kicker's net. Yeah, the, and, the, the you know, feud with Josh Norman. The feud with Josh Norman, which is like
0: that stuff's just more like I think that's on the field kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's competitive and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's something you don't want you want your star players to not yeah. be getting taken off the field for, like, ramming into the other team. <laughs> but, like, you see that all the time. I mean, there's constantly players who yeah. are kind of going over the top. You know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers are famous for kind of some of their lines It's side kind line. of a double
1: standard, too, if you really look yeah. at it. I mean, a lot of those guys will, like, you know, pump their fists. And you look at Phillip Rivers, who's constantly, like, like talking over trash. Yeah, like way over the top. He might be the biggest trash talker in the league. And they don't even get, like, the light of day. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, you do have someone else that does it, like Odell, and then everyone loses their mind. So there is yeah. kind of a little bit, but, I mean, yeah. you
0: know. No, we'll see. I mean, it's just ironic that I think it just – Dave Gettleman must not have liked some of the other stuff. I'm sure Dave Gettleman wouldn't have been thrilled with the, with the watch. Yeah. So I'm sure that all played part of it. It just doesn't make sense. And I think Daniel Jones would love to have a team where Saquon Barkley and – no, no team. Oh, team. yeah. Well, so, but yeah, let's, let's get more into this Lions talk. Let's see. No, what, for sure. What do you got that says to you that the Lions can, can beat this team?
1: So, Patrick Mahomes is fantastic at fitting into windows, but just from watching him, most of the time when he's throwing the ball, there's kind of like a wide-open receiver. Like, whether it be downfield or intermediate, there's kind of a guy that's kind of like lost him, whether it be Travis Kelsey or someone super quick like Tyreek Hill. And I saw this thing actually today on Pro Football Focus. The Lions are number one in the league um, for basically like like covering wide receivers and making sure that there's not a open wide receiver. They're basically doing this on uh, 37% of all snaps, which is number one in the league right now. Behind them is the Ravens at number two, Packers at three, Patriots at four, and the Jaguars at five. So right off the bat, you look at those – you know, those, that two and three, the Ravens and Packers, and people are basically ranking them as the number one defenses, um, with exception to, of course, the bears who are probably the undisputed number one defense. But I mean, as far as the lions DBs go, that's a pretty impressive stat right there. I mean, as far as covering wide receivers, and then you also have, um, Rashawn Melvin, who's been playing just absolutely crazy lately. He, um, He's basically outplaying Jalen Ramsey. If you're looking at strict statistics here, Jalen Ramsey has uh, fewer passes defended. He has allowed more yards, receptions, and touchdowns, and has had a higher passer rating when quarterbacks are targeting Ramsey than Rashawn Melvin has this year alone. So, I mean, as far as cornerback twos go, I'd say that's pretty good for the first three weeks. And if he can continue that this game, especially if the Lions can get a healthy Darius Slayback, I think they could maybe cause some mayhem for Patrick Mahomes, especially if that defensive line and Trey Flowers continues to get to the quarterback.
0: So what were the stats exactly comparing him? Like how close was he to?
1: It was It was basically the uh, Jalen Ramsey has um, allowed more yards, receptions, and touchdowns, and has allowed a higher passer rating than Rashawn Melvin this year.
0: Um. So I think that's kind of impressive, but, I mean, we're looking at, DeAndre Hopkins is one of the matchups that—that's true. Jalen Ramsey has had, and I don't care if your name's Jalen Ramsey, Stephon Gilmore, you're not guarding DeAndre Hopkins yeah. for 60 minutes. So, I mean, I'll give the Lions some credit on their defensive backs, but it's hard too because the Lions have also played the Cardinals, the Chargers, who are good. I mean, the Chargers
1: beat the Colts, who are two and one right now, and pressed. Yeah, everybody. I
0: mean, I I like the Chargers, but. Yeah. And then week three, who'd they just be? Uh, the Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles, who were kind of banged up. Which are ha-
1: battered, but like, my question is how come, like, as far as wins and losses go, right? If the Eagles were completely healthy and the Lions were battered up, nobody would blink an eye and say that the Lions were battered up and that's why they lost. It would just be typical SOL, that's why the Lions lost. Injuries happen in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, no I mean, team is going to be completely 100% healthy, and I get that they were on their third string right tackle, <laughs> but still, everyone in that locker room is professionals. I mean, a win's a win, man, Yeah, right?
0: Everyone keeps throwing that phrase around, though, like, everyone's professionals, and it's like, yeah, everyone on the Dolphins is professional, and they <laughs> scored, like, three points. Uh, I don't know if you could say that, <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> They're fringing like, on uh, being a minor league team. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, the Eagles literally canceled practice because they didn't want anyone else to it's, get injured. It's valid, I get it, but, like... So. I mean, the Lions have done have been impressive in their three-year, yeah. three-game stint, but I don't know if I've seen enough in three games against the competition that they've played to say, like, Matt Patricia, who hasn't necessarily shown me incredible things, now has the keys to stop Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes.
1: I, I completely get that, right? I, I'm not going to buy in until I actually see it. Yeah. But it's kind of like... Matt Patricia is just finally getting his kind of players back, especially yep, sure. Jared Davis. I mean, it makes a huge difference. And then going back to the injury thing, I mean, if, if you kind of discount the Lions win against the Eagles based off of the Eagles injuries, you kind of almost have to do the same thing when the Lions tied the Cardinals. You look at that game, Taylor Decker should not have played that game. He was out for the entire next week with a back injury after that. You also look at the Lions defense. Jared Davis
0: was out at that game. Yeah, but I mean... It's kind of like, where does it stop? I think it stops when you're looking at teams, like, in the middle and to the top. I mean, the Cardinals are probably going to have a top-five pick next year. They'll have have a shot at picking Kyler Murray's replacement at (laughs) Oklahoma. Like, so, I mean, no one's expecting the Arizona Cardinals to be any good. I mean, for the most part, actually, like, the Cardinals' offensive line was so terrible last year that it was kind of like if the Lions are any kind of playoff team or any kind of decent team in the NFL, they should beat the the Cardinals no matter who they try out, especially the way they lost that game where they were up it was, for so much yeah, of it. they got gassed. And then they it just kind thrilled. of let it go. So I think that's why you kind of say that, whereas like with the Eagles, I don't think it completely discounts it. I think it says, you know, okay, the Lions are a decent team in the mm-hmm. NFL. Good. We'll see, like – where they are. I don't even know if you can judge them off of this Kansas City game because if they lose forty to thirteen against Kansas City, like Kansas City might do that to five, six, seven more teams, all who are just as good.
1: Yeah. So what if what if Detroit beats Kansas City?
0: I think then you've got
1: what would you what would you say after that?
0: I think Detroit is then for real, but we'll still see where they are, where they fall in that division. Because that division is still
1: well, the division is really? undefeated yeah. outside of itself. I mean, I like, think that
0: division might be. It's, I think it I, definitely I, is the best my, in football. Yeah, I mean,
1: just when you're looking at just pure standings. Yeah, I. Will. They're really the only division that doesn't have a team that's rebuilding.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see what the AFC South has. That's to true. If Gardner Minshew suddenly resurrects the Jaguars <laughs> and, and Leonard Fournette man. can continue to average four and a half yards per carry, yeah. you know which was absolutely atrocious to watch because yeah, he had, that like, was... what, negative eight mm-hmm. yards then 69 yards. But, I mean, if they could somehow keep Jalen Ramsey and then somehow keep get Gardner Minshew to actually make yeah. this a good team, then I think you're looking at that's the only other division where you could say there's four teams that have a legitimate chance of winning this. Well, you
1: think the Titans have a legitimate chance of winning it? Because the, the Titans, Titans have deep. looked really I think bad. the
0: Titans are like a slightly watered-down version of the Bears where it's like they have a pretty good defense – but then their quarterback is just mind-baffling.
1: Like he's the the doll or the Titans' offensive line has just been atrocious too. Which yeah, obviously will missing, get better like, with you,
0: Taylor Lewan yeah, when he's coming back. But, but still Delaney just, Walker has been like back and he's good. Like yeah. it's just Mariota misses throws. Yeah, like, that's true. You shouldn't miss. So I think the Titans are going to be looking for a new quarterback in the off-season. Yeah. But, so so I think the Titans like be, I think if yeah. the Titans had a decent quarterback. Like they would be one of the like better like more attractive teams to pick, but it's a, that's another just good division because you've got well the their next coming... six
1: games is winnable too the Titans yeah very yeah. winnable yeah I mean they they got the Falcons who are one and two mm-hmm. and then the Bills who I mean they're undefeated but I mean they also played the three worst teams yeah. in football so yeah, it's kind of like the
0: Bills are another team they're kinda, interesting they're they're kind of like the Lions to me where it's like I think there's definitely something there. The bill because the Bills had one of the top five defenses last yeah. year. I think they're better this year at def- Like I think their defense has improved. I like Josh Allen
1: too. I'm gonna come out and say it. He he might be the most just boring. I don't want to say boring, but like he's just kind of like your prototypical kind of like Buffalo QB if that makes sense at all. But like I yeah, like him, man. I mean he's he's he kind of fits the mold of what they're looking for. If that's yeah, if that's I, good to say,
0: we'll see. I'm still jury. For me, I'm still not buying Josh Allen stock. I, I had purchased a lot of Josh Allen for the Jaguars mm-hmm. stock in the draft, and then now he <laughs> hasn't really done a lot. But the interesting thing about Josh Allen is he's kind of following the Cam Newton style yeah. of play, where it's just like I'm gonna run as much as I can. I'm I'm massive, so I'm gonna take these huge hits. And it's like at some point we've seen it with Newton that catches up. It's gonna catch up to Allen, but until then we'll see. I don't like. I don't think Buffalo can sustain it. Like, I, I would be very surprised if they sustained it. Offensively, I don't think they can it. Yeah.
1: sustain it, but I think they will finish with a very good defense. Well, I mean, you look at their division, too. I mean, their division is... has. I mean, obviously absolute, the Patriots yeah, are, are on like a whole new level. Three but the Jets the and Dolphins, man, like there's a legitimate chance they could sneak in as a wild card yeah. in the AFC, depending yeah. on how the rest of the AFC kind of goes. Yeah. But, the, I mean, the AFC, you look at the AFC West, they're not looking so hot right no. now either. And it kind of depends how the South turns out as well. But, I mean, I mean
0: I, I'd say it's possible...
1: Yeah. I mean, this is definitely a good start because you need to win the games that you need to win.
0: So, I but. like let's look at the AFC as a, in as a general whole right yeah. now. I'm the Patriots and the Chiefs; they're locks. Yeah, and it's for sure. But like in years past, you kind of had the Steelers here, like, oh, if they get the Chiefs, you know, in the playoffs, maybe they'll, you know, Big Ben will come out. Yeah. And this year, it's like I can't really think of another team in the AFC who I'd feel comfortable saying like. Would be going to Foxborough yeah. and win. Would go into Arrowhead and win. I mean, we just signed I mean, up yeah. for. You know, we're either going to Arrowhead or Foxborough the week, yeah. two weeks before the Super Bowl. At this point, it kind of feels like. Well, yeah, it's kind of
1: like the Ravens. They're at the head of the AFC North. They just lost the Chiefs this past weekend. Mm-hmm.
0: Lamar Jackson's
1: obviously been still tearing it up. But do you buy that they could go into Foxborough in mid-January in the cold and take them down? I, mean, I don't. I don't know penalty. because
0: I think. I think Lamar Jackson's been good. I think we'll see how he progressed throughout the year because Belichick's really good at making young quarterbacks who look you good. Saw it last year with Patrick Mahomes, yeah, the like NCAA kind of doing game, some yeah. confusing stuff. And Mahomes is a good example of like, I mean, they lost that game, but what was the score like? Forty to? It was close. Like, it was like a one-score like, game, but still compared to what overtime. he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Like so, it's like if the Chiefs win that game, then maybe we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in a totally different sense. Yeah but they still need to take down the king yeah. of the hill. They still yeah. need to take
1: down Goliath which, and that's something that David in this case which is the Chiefs have not done.
0: Yeah. But so yeah, aside from that, I think the Ravens are a good one to keep yeah. watch for, but you've got the Texans, you've got the Colts. One. It's kind of like you've got I think you've got a lot of teams that you like. I like the Chargers, but I just don't know like what the rest yeah. of the season brings out. I mean, you could have potentially, you know, the Ravens, the Browns, the Texans, Colts, maybe another AFC South team. A couple of you know, cheat you know, Broncos, Chargers. Do we know yeah. like could all be playoff teams, but are they any good in the play? Like they could all just if you told me any of those teams made the playoffs and got blown out the first week, yeah, like wildcard weekend, I would just be like, yeah.
1: See, i I wouldn't um, I wouldn't buy too much stock in the Colts, just because, like, I just sometimes I get a gut feeling about a team. And the Colts are one of them where there's not much like, I, I like firepower the there. You know what I'm saying? Like they they kind of groove together and they fit well. Yeah. But there's not mu- There's not a lot that sets them out. For me, they're just going to be like a mediocre, like eight yeah. and eight kind of team. We'll see.
0: I think they have surprising firepower. I think I like Jacoby Brissett. I like Jacoby Brissett a lot. Too, I think but T.Y. I Hilton is sneaky year. good. I think Marlon Mack is yeah. sneaky good, and they've got a solid defense. Yeah, no, I, I completely like I, they were Super Bowl contenders. Andrew Luck retires, everyone kind of drops him down. I don't think Jacoby Brissett he's not Andrew Luck, Let's No. Just, that mean, is what it is. It, but he's
1: good, yeah. Well, the Colts' success is not going to hinder on Jacoby Brissett as much as it is the surrounding cast around him,
0: which I think is a good I because, think yeah, good.
1: Jacoby Jacoby Brissett is a solid quarterback. He's not, he's never going to like single handedly win you the game, yeah. But then again, he's never going to single hand lose you it either, yeah. He's kind of got like that Trent Dilfer kind of like early two thousand Ravens. He's a little bit better than
0: that, and I think the style of the NFL now kind of allows him to be like. There's just more good quarterbacks now than there ever used to be. Like, just it's kind of fact. You look at the NFL and you like think almost half the league has a starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. Where you're like, they're not an all star, but I'd be comfortable trotting them out and knowing that they wouldn't just throw the game away. Yeah. So it's like I mean, there's obviously like you look at a team like Chicago, Mitch Trubisky, like
1: I mean, yeah, he he played okay on the stat sheet, but I mean, if you watch the game, you would know it's probably yeah. you know I I think inf- I liked it's what inflated. A I little mean,
0: Nagy is from the he's Andy from the coaching too, tree, yeah. and I think he, what he was doing with Trubisky is better, where he's just like. I don't really want you to think that much. I don't want you to have to throw it more yeah. than five yards down the field. Like here's your options. There's seven options all within three yards. Just get it to one of these like small, fast dudes and we'll make it happen. We'll hopefully yeah. Khalil Mack scores a touchdown and, or like randomly yeah. ha ha Clinton Dix.
1: Yeah, and the um the uh Indianapolis Colts head coach um is also yeah, from Wright. that Frank Wright. He's from the Same Andy Reid coaching tree. Yeah, because
0: he came from Philly. He was Philly's offensive coordinator, and Doug Peterson is from the. He's
1: from that tree as well. Yeah. So yeah, there's a ton of uh, Andy Reid disciples roaming around. A lot of them are having really good success. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, when you look at the AFC, the only two teams that I really buy in long term is the Chiefs and the and the Patriots. I like what the Ravens are doing because I I really love Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. and I really like John Harbaugh because he's proven it. John Harbaugh's proven time and time yeah. again that he can actually get that team to the playoffs. You look at who they lost in the offseason, they lost a lot of people. They let a lot of people mm-hmm. walk, and that was a total confidence move on their part, and it's really shown right now. And then, I mean, the NFC, do you buy in? I mean, I, I think the NFC is a lot better than the AFC, but which teams think do you buy at the into top. contending?
0: Um, I think you've got to buy into Dallas. I think... Uh, the NFC North, I still don't know where to, you put your money. That's a mixed
1: bag. I mean, it's so competitive and they're well, all at their throats. He, it's I mean, like...
0: classic approach is Aaron Rodgers kind of finally looked like Aaron Rodgers last mm-hmm. week. So now you, if Aaron Rodgers is going to look like Aaron Rodgers, I would probably pick the pack to win the North just because when Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers, that's just what happens. Everyone else finds a way to just – even the Bears – in game one, historically good defense, continuing to be historically good, somehow let the absolute worst version of Aaron Rodgers beat them.
1: Well, that's because I think at least Mitch Trubisky throws the ball like oh, yeah, one of the blind sure. mice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, just
0: think that he's owned the north. Yeah, The Lions are just famously let him kind of do whatever, especially in the last two minutes of games. Don't don't, we're not talking about that. But the Vikings is already taken care of once. But so the (laughs) NFC North could will probably have two playoff teams. I don't it's hard to pick it's hard to pick which ones because they all they I feel like they all have really good things, but they all kinda have glaring holes.
1: And Minnesota, I mean, kinda like how we said that Jacoby Brissett will never like like win you a game, but he'll also never lose it. That's the total opposite when it comes to Kirk Cousins on the Vikings because he is the guy that will single handedly win you a game or lose you a game, depending on how he plays.
0: Cousins is just fascinating to watch in general because it's, it's like just he so weird. He had such a down year last year; but it was like statistically his greatest of yeah. his career. So it's just, it's I think just, he does yeah. better when he doesn't really have to do a lot. Where yeah. he just game manages, like let Delvin Cook run for three hundred yards exactly. or whatever, and he'll win the game. Yeah. Like if he doesn't put get put in a position where he could lose or win the game, I think they're better for it.
1: And then, yeah, you look at the NFC South. They are just a mess right now. Buccaneers yeah. missed uh, like a 25-yard yeah. field mean, goal or the something. The Saints are
0: trying out Teddy Bridgewater. Exactly. and No one took advantage of
1: yeah. it. Yeah. And then you also have the Falcons who are looking absolutely lost right now, which I yeah. think is probably one of the most – maybe not the most, but they are you know, top 10 as far as talent goes all around. I mean, they are a very talented team. They just can't put it together. Yeah. And then the Panthers, man, I mean, Cam Newton, it's looking like he's going to be out. I mean, I saw reports that it might be the entire season. I mean, yeah. you just don't really know. He could be back next week. He'd also be gone until you He's, know, next know His injury is one. kind of
0: similar to, like, Andrew Luck, where it, mm-hmm. last season it started, it was one thing, and then it's kind of crept in this season, and every week it feels like we're calling it something different. And at some point it's like we just have to admit, like, there's a couple of things wrong from him getting hit so much, Yeah, and there's a lot of work that maybe he needs to rehab, get surgery on, we just don't know. Well, do you
1: buy – Cam Newton being uh, the starting quarterback of the Panthers next year, especially with Kyle, what is it, Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen yeah. tearing it up like he has been? I don't know. Because I personally don't know because he's 0-8 in his last eight starts. Like, yeah.
0: No, I don't. I, I mean, don't know if that's the guy you want to bring out. Against Tampa Bay, he just didn't look good. No. Like, I mean, to he be honest, just, he, he hasn't looked good the since the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, I mean he was good. He looked good like the first half of last season. Yeah. He looked kinda like Super Cam. And then I don't know just exactly when. Like something happened. He got injured, something. He just hasn't looked good since. But well I mean,
1: yeah, it's his foot right now, but last yeah, year it was his shoulder, shoulder and then before that he had an elbow issue. Yeah. And it's just been a nonstop training. And you kind of wonder if Cam Newton's looking at Andrew Luck and seeing what he did, how much longer yeah. does Cam Newton have in the NFL?
0: Yeah. I mean he's not going to... on his tenth season. And it's yeah. kind of like, I don't know if Newton would ever go the same way Luck has. I think you know, I don't yeah. just I don't think different personalities there. But yeah, I think if he if Carolina doesn't want him, I don't know who off the top of my head would. Maybe maybe Miami for no reason possibly. Just just cause. just to take let's, him. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe Pittsburgh too, especially if Mason Rudolph yeah. doesn't
1: show very much.
0: I think Pittsburgh likes Mason Rudolph. I think so, they do too,
1: but you got to you got to see it to believe it. As yeah, far but as I he also goes. think
0: Ben Roethlisberger is coming back. I I think I think, so? I think they think that and I think he thinks that. So I think they're going to wait on that until cuz I also yeah. think if Ben Roethlisberger doesn't come back next year and the Steelers are terrible, if you're looking for a reason to get rid of Mike Tomlin, there there's your there's opening. True. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like which, and next year's quarterback class is looking pretty stacked. I mean, Yeah. To, well, you got you Tua, got Jake from, yeah, among others. I Justin mean, Herbert of yeah. Oregon. I mean, especially if you're picking top five, there's not going to be yeah, I mean, three straight mean, There's always like
0: the – we have to see how they play throughout the year, yeah. tests and stuff like exactly. that because those guys always move up and down. There's always somebody who comes up from nowhere and somebody who drops way down. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, so then looking at one of those playoff teams, we kind of touched on it a couple times, but mm-hmm. the Bears absolutely obliterate – the Redskins yesterday yeah. he just I mean not necessarily score-wise the Redskins kind of had a chance but it was like Chicago's dominant it was just I mean pure ah, Dick started yeah. his revenge tour this year he'll <laughs> get to go into Green Bay a handful of times looking to score a touchdown each week
1: I mean he looked really good man <laughs> I mean probably the best that I've seen him play since you know he was a rookie at he he Green had like Bay. a couple like, of good seasons at Green he, Bay and he then did, just kind of yeah. like and then he kind of went a little quiet yeah. for a year, and then it was you know now he's back you know yeah just popping out of nowhere, but I mean
0: if you're if yeah. you're the Redskins where does this even put you like you can't I don't think you can put Dwayne Haskins in no man like, you
1: definitely don't put Dwayne Haskins <laughs> you in. you just
0: would scar him for life because it, I just mean, Khalil Mack would come around the corner yeah.
1: you look at a team that has legitimately ruined the last like three or four quarterbacks that they've drafted in the in the first round yeah like. Why on earth would you put Dwayne Haskins in the ball game? Their line is horrible. Don't even get me started about their offensive line.
0: Yeah. They have maybe the best like left tackle yeah. in the entire. That's NFL true. Long. But he wants out. He, he doesn't ha- even want to be there. Well he's not playing. Yeah. I so, mean
1: I think it's reasonable to think that Gruden could get, you know, the pink slip by the end of the year and I, be on his way. I almost
0: out. feel like you like I don't know who their GM is right now, but I feel like you just fired Gruden today. Fire Gruden. Just make a statement. I mean, just, well, you know f- you're not. Yeah, fire him. Yeah. And then also just trade Trent Williams. He doesn't want to be there. To just p- see what you can get for him. Well, yeah, he, You've got a team like Cleveland. They're sitting at one and two. They've got no offensive line. And Freddie Kitchens might now need this to work sooner than <laughs> later. That's a team that might be willing yeah. to pay, pay you know, over, overpay. Oh, yeah, for Trent Williams. And it could still work out for them. Like They could overpay for Trent Williams, yeah. and that could help them out tremendously. So I think – and you've got a couple other teams. Seattle, I feel like, always needs offensive line help. And you've got teams around the league who I think if you're calling them saying like, hey, we're going to get rid of this guy, what can you offer? Yeah. You can, you could get something at least where you're getting something where I don't think he really wants to play. He obviously doesn't care yeah. about losing game checks right now. Well,
1: if, if the Redskins were – a smart football club, which they're not. I mean, they're run by... I don't know who their GM is either, but we all know that Schneider's pulling the strings. <laughs> and they will never do this. But if they were smart, they would do what you said, trade, basically, Trent Williams, trade whoever you can. I mean, they would just do what the Dolphins tank. are doing. <laughs> just tank. You know where the Dolphins are going. They want Tua Tug of Iloa, number yeah. one overall. So if you can tank, even not as well as the Dolphins, but just to get in that top 3 hard to do it that well. Like... You, you could A, either like draft someone straight on the spot, like Chase Young, who's going to be coming out. You could draft the best defensive talent in the draft because Miami's not going to draft anyone but a quarterback. Or, on the flip side, you could also trade that pick to a QB-hungry team who wants to get up before everyone else does and get the second-best quarterback in that draft like Herbert, and you could basically cash out that way.
0: You know you're not going to contend this year. I mean, that's kind of the Browns' way of doing it, right? That's how they built this. Is like get the top, get the. Well, they've been
1: doing this for the last 15 years. It just started working. Well, yeah, but it just
0: it was finally when Sashi Brown started taking over, and then I mean, if it was up to Sashi Brown, I think they'd still be getting picks. And John Dorsey finally said like. No love for Ray Farmer? Let's use these picks. Yeah, (laughs) but I think Sashi Brown was... Ray Farmer was awful. But but, yeah, Sashi Brown built it. I mean, that's kind of what you would do is if you think Dwayne Haskins is as good as you think he is, get that second pick and sell it to whoever thinks Justin Herbert is. And then
1: go into next year with an actual team that can, you know, not completely rip the legs off of your baby quarterback
0: and then just start building up again. I'm sure you've got a couple extra picks and yeah. I mean you've Josh Norman might be able to fetch something. Who knows? Just trade
1: away whoever you can, build a little bit of cap going into n- the next year and you know, see see what you can get. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the key to it. Maybe eventually
0: get uh Darius Geis on oh, the yeah. field.
1: I mean tank <laughs> tanking is becoming it's spread to the NFL. Yeah. We'll and we'll, and we'll see. see how effective it is because football is not like basketball
0: where you can well like, automatically basketball- like and basketball, you're talking about five players on the court. So one player who's really good mm-hmm. can have a have drastic yeah. impact on the court. On um, football, there's 22 players. Exactly. One player, unless it's at the quarterback position, and even then, they can't do everything. If yeah. you don't have an offensive line, if you don't have talent around them, like it's hard to. Like, yeah. Look unless at Josh your name Rosen. is Barry Sanders. Like Josh Rosen is somebody who I think could have been a very good NFL quarterback. Oh, he's I don't know ruined, if he man. ever yeah. I don't know if he ever will be. I really liked him too, he got honestly. Yeah, destroyed in Arizona, he's now getting destroyed in Miami. The best
1: thing that could happen for Josh Rosen is that the Patriots could pick him up and sit him behind Tom Brady for 2 years and then hand him the keys to the kingdom with Josh McDaniels in a couple of years. Yeah. That's the absolute
0: only way I could see redemption for Josh Rosa. Yeah. But even then, it's just it'd be hard to erase yeah, yeah. two years of just losing on purpose. Exactly for him, it's just unfortunate. Um, and you got to feel for him too. I mean, it's but, just it's yeah. brutal. He, I really thought he would be good. I liked him. I liked him too a lot. So hopefully, I hope he still can. I hope yeah. if it's Miami or if it's somewhere else, yeah, I hope he figures it. He can get. Into a place where they actually try to I mean, form an talent, offense around but yeah, him, yeah,
1: exactly. Like he needs to be the main guy that they're building or, around in order for him to have or success. Not
0: even it doesn't even have to be the main guy, but it's like Arizona's offensive line was terrible. Yeah, so you're not giving him a shot. Miami's trying to lose, <laughs> so you're not gonna do anything that might he make got you win.
1: Destroyed. Last yeah. So week. I mean, it'd be oh
0: you got to go to a team like Denver. I don't like. I don't know why Denver isn't trying to get him and. Where like, just somewhere where you can sit and just kind of learn. like where, and you don't, it's, where Denver has fr- pieces for an offense and yeah. you can kind of say, okay, this is what we're trying to do. We're going to do short passing with our running backs. Yeah. We, can, we got no Like, I wouldn't be opposed to the Lions trading for him yeah.
1: and sitting behind Matthew Stafford yeah. for a couple of years. But, I mean, well, he's cheap by the time you're going to trade for him the second yeah, time well, around, and he's issue. young, and yeah. he's got
0: talent. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the issue is by the time he's ready to play for some of those teams, yeah. he'd be contract time. Exactly, but and then you're gonna have to. As far as dish the, out more money. the Super Bowl for absolute worst owners in sports, and oh yeah, gotta be Dan, this. gotta be Dan Snyder versus James Dolan, right? Like th- that's oh, what, number easy. one, number one seed versus number one seed.
1: I mean, and Lions fans can complain about Martha Ford, but she is not on. Even William wasn't on that level of horribleness that Dolan and Schneider is because literally everyone in the sports world is united in just despising those two people. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Those two are easily the worst owners. Schneider just makes
0: decisions constantly where it's like, like they draft RG three. He's apparently RG three is his guy. Like, Oh yeah. You know, they're best friends or whatever. And, but then, like, in the same draft, like, they're not a, him and Shanahan and whoever else aren't on the same page, and they draft Kirk Cousins. Like, not, like, seventh-round Kirk Cousins. I think it was, like, fourth, fifth, yeah. something. Like, like, too high to have drafted a first, like, a number-two overall quarterback in the same draft. And then just I think partial that's partially why RG3 played for so long with that tear. Like, I mean, Snyder should just sell the team and then, like, the team should just yeah. rebrand. Like, oh, let's yeah. get rid of the weird Redskins. Exactly. Let's like, become, like, like, the Capitals or of something. Yeah. yeah, like, like, just restart. Whoever takes it over, yeah. you know, like so, Steve yeah. Ballmer.
1: <laughs> so on, on this Bleacher Report article, they actually did the 20 worst owners in sports history. Daniel Schneider came in second right behind Harry Frazee, who was the Boston Red Sox, who was the guy who sold Babe Ruth for like, basically theater tickets. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's pretty bad and then and then, uh behind that you got Tom Ricketts, who is the Chicago Cubs, who was basically instrumental in them becoming the laughing stock of the m l b for all those years, and then you got behind that you got Donald Sterling, who was forced to sell the clippers for saying racist comments yeah. openly like that's yeah. some
0: that's some great company well, there and
1: then and then rounding out the top five, William Clayford, Detroit
0: Lions. <laughs> So I that's some great I company. I don't know how you don't put James Dolan in the top five. Like, I mean, that's, we'll
2: I mean, obviously, a guy, obviously, obviously, a guy like her.
0: Donald Sterling has to be higher because, like, it was like that's what brought it to light. But I, there was a podcast series, I think ESPN 30 for 30 did it. Yeah. Where, like, they go deep in depth on, like, what happened with Sterling. And there's, like, so much history of that where, like, the NBA kind of knows this guy's a terrible and, racist. Yeah. And, and
1: Baldy Locks Adam Silver was not going to stand for that. Yeah.
0: There well, was apparently, no way. like David Stern was instrumental in keeping Sterling in the league and all this kind of stuff. So. Yeah, that sounds about And It right. was just crazy. But yeah, James Dolan's. <laughs> I mean, he basically at this point, the only reason he won't sell the Knicks is because then he'll never be able to headline MSG again. Yeah. So, like, he, yeah. needs, so he needs Madison Square Garden. James so his, Dolan, James Dolan came in play. seventh. Jeez. And That's, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, there's a lot of bad owners in sports. I mean, and even the good ones are kind of bad people. I mean, you look at, you know, Robert Kraft, like, you know, that's always shredded in controversy. Mark yeah. Davis looks like he cuts his own hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, really the only decent owner in all of sports is is the Packers owner, and that's because it's owned by, like, 20,000, yeah. like,
0: yeah. Wisconsiners. So, yeah, I mean, I won't – I don't know if we can go that far. I feel like Steve Ballmer seems like an... Ballmer seems like a decent, like a decent guy. dude. But it's, I mean, you just—it's not like I'm running in circles with these yeah. guys, so I have no idea. But I—I I agree. Like, there's just a fine line between like Mark Cuban has his hands in everything, and it seems like they're kind of able to function and do it. And the same thing with like Jerry Jones and like his son I mean, have yeah. their hands in everything. But then there's other teams like the Raiders or the Davises that had their hands in those transactions for years. And it hasn't worked for a while, like at least two decades it hasn't worked.
1: Well, yeah, and the worst part about that is, like, especially with, like, the Davises, they would basically use, like, they would basically just hire people just for them to take the fall. Like, we all know who's making the executive decisions here. I mean, like, Reggie McKenzie. Like, you got to feel for that guy, (laughs) right? I mean, he's hired, right? He does the best he can. They trade away all of his assets, and then they fire him. I mean, like Jerry Jones. I mean, at least we know that he's making the decisions on the team.
0: Yeah, I think like the worst mistake Jerry Jones ever did was, you know, the whole Jimmy Johnson thing. Not both uh, of them yeah. not having enough sense to just be like, "We'll never be as good as we are without each other." But
1: that was, yeah, that was, that was tragic right there. Yeah, that, that I mean, that was like an dynasty. instance
0: of him maybe overstepping his bounds. The Davises are funny though, because like. I just remember they always would draft, like, Al Davis especially would always draft, oh, like, yeah. just speed. Just, it's, yeah, like, That's what who's he was the looking fastest for. guy in this draft? Like, I'm going to take him as absolutely high as I can.
1: I mean, yeah, this is like, the guy that took Sebastian Janikowski, 15th overall, the He kicker. had to have been the fastest kicker. I, I mean, just, he had to, he, right like out the, of Poland, man. <laughs> he probably fished him from the
0: mountains. Yeah, like, I remember they took a Darius Hayward Bay mm-hmm. for like Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, I can't like,
1: remember that. That made zero sense yeah, at the time.
0: But Russell was one of those like he was he talented, was talented, but he had no business in the yeah, top 10. Yeah, but Russell's hindsight, like cuz a lot of people were putting him in the top 10 cuz like there's all the reports like he had arm strength like Mahomes. It's yeah. just he didn't have a work ethic like Mahomes, apparently. That's true. Like apparently. He couldn't
1: um, apparently I uh, couldn't, you know, understand the offense. Yeah, and like there's do all this a lot of things stuff. that have
0: come out since then that say, but like, like,
1: yeah, you can't just draft straight off talent. Yeah. Like that's not how like, winners build their yeah. team. You got to build mean, around other ass, you know. Yeah, uh, like, I think assets as well.
0: Yeah, you've got to have. There's like there's obviously a process. Like the Patriots do something where, you know, there's you just get people weird, that are really they? talented, but yeah. then you also get people re- ready to work. Just so. yeah, crazy smart people yeah. is
1: their... Work ethic, and you know, for a lot of teams, they haven't mastered it. Like the Lions are trying to. They got Frank Rag now. He's the number two rated center in the league right now, according to Pro Football Focus. Yeah, you I mean, know, Hawkinson. I mean, they've drafted well, but like, yeah, not a lot of teams
0: have figured that out. The NFL draft though, is just so difficult. It's, like, there's yeah. just it's impossible there's so many, to determine. Well, and you just don't know. Like, a guy could just decide he doesn't want to work yeah. and hard in the NFL. And just not be good, especially well, yeah. like at the quarterback position. There's a certain work ethic that those guys all have that makes them good. You well, just...
1: it's it's such a risk because you're you're basically handing millions and millions of guaranteed dollars to a 21 year old kid, and not knowing, like you said, if he has work ethic or any of that kind of stuff. You can base it off of college a little bit. Was it? But it's like it's just hard, and especially yeah. can they adjust to the speed of the NFL? Because yeah. the NFL and college football. It's just so much different talent-wise. Mm-hmm. It's night and day. And some guys yeah. thrive in it, like Patrick Mahomes, is better than he ever was in college. Yeah. And some guys just can't handle it, like Jamarcus Russell. I mean, it's yeah. it's just it's not as set in stone as, like, the NBA yeah. might I'll, be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, I also
0: never understand, like, why we constantly, like, draft quarterbacks high that are, like, Played like fifteen games in college. I mean, I, you I just have no it. idea. <laughs> like, you're just
1: you're drafting off of talent, hoping yeah, that, that you, hoping uh, that they figure it yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. But
0: was it was Matthew Stafford the last person that didn't get affected by the rookie wage scale? Like, did he officially break the scale? I think he so. he got that mega contract. Oh yeah, at number one, and it's like if he never like at he some was point the first
1: one, yeah, because the well, whole big was, thing was like he was getting this major guaranteed money to come to Detroit.
0: No, like, yeah. yeah. But Bradford was drafted after him, wasn't it?
1: Bradford was drafted the very next year. Yeah, one so overall. Bradford
0: got even more money yeah. than he did. So it was just kind of like
1: topping it yeah. each and every year, kind of like what you're seeing with the salaries in the NFL, where yeah. the next guy wants more right. and more.
0: Except it was going to rookies who haven't done it. Exactly. Day. And you look at like just those two we mentioned Stafford has, for the most part, worked out. Bradford didn't ever really work and out. I Stafford is
1: best quarterback Detroit's ever had. I mean, it isn't saying much, but like, yeah, I mean Detroit loves him, man. I mean he hasn't, he's yeah, you know, no trouble. Who's nothing like who's that. the
0: second best quarterback Detroit ever had, Bobby Lane. Because I was reading an athletic article, I want to say like a couple weeks yeah. before the season started, and they were com- like, relatively, like comparing like Trubisky to like some of the other quarterbacks, and he's like the best Bears quarterback of all time.
1: <laughs> mm, that's
0: that's like reaching. number like numbers wise, like they were like. Well, I mean, You'd be surprised.
1: I mean, you're comparing it to like Jim McMahon, who threw the ball like 20 <laughs> times a game. Like, well, maybe. you
0: certainly can't say McMahon was the best, but
1: I mean, no, probably not. But yeah. like, as far as the Lions go, I mean, Bobby Lane number two. Yeah, probably like Greg Landry number three, and then past that, it's kind of a whole lot of nothingness. But yeah, no, I mean, sometimes the draft works out for quarterbacks. Most of the time, it really doesn't. And if you're looking at a historical value, most of these guys that end up being absolute studs are kind of drafted late. I mean, a good yeah. portion of them, at well, least.
0: I think it's like it's split.
1: Yeah. Know. I mean, like, you see some, the number like one Stafford, overalls. You got Stafford, you got Rogers, Peyton Manning. Rodgers was, was drafted late. 27th, I 20, think.
0: Yeah, 27th, twenty four, something yeah. like that.
1: But. In 2000. and. Um, Four, or five. I think it was five, yeah, because Alex Smith was taken that year yeah, ahead of him. Yeah, number one. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you're kind of seeing it this year, too. I mean, I, I hate to overreact, but, like, Gardner Minshew, sixth-round pick. We don't know what he's going to become, obviously. Yeah, let's, but, like, it's let's just, late it, on G. Minshew. It, it goes legend. to say, like, late-round quarterbacks have the can't, same can't capacity. Be good. Can't be yeah, good. Tom Brady. I mean, mm-hmm. Tom Brady was drafted yeah. in the sixth round compared to Peyton Manning in the first. Both had awesome careers, Hall of Fame careers. It's just you never really know with the with the NFL draft. Yeah. There's so many rounds, there's so many players, and there's so many factors.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I mean, I think we'll we'll watch this weekend. We'll watch two top ten sidearm throwing go quarterbacks Lions. go at Matthew it. Stafford had the sidearm first. Don't yeah, forget no, that's it, what NFL we, fans. He he's never trademarked by. He'd never done the no look though. No look sidearm. That's Mahomes only. Eh, but yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, <laughs> go go Lions. Um. I'm hoping that we uh, not only keep it close, but, you know, get a win in the bag. It'll be huge for the fan base. I think it might explode. But, yeah, I'll be at that game, so I'm yeah, hoping good for luck. the best, man. Yeah, I know. I'll be uh, coming in the next week, when my voice will probably be hoarse and, you know, just basically gone. So, no, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time.
0: For sure. Well, that's all we got this week on Sportsman Like Conduct.